is the title of that track. Right now, of course, it's time for Movies with Simon Kingsley Holmes. And before we get started, um, we should let everybody know what's happening tonight. Yes. Uh, Dog with Two Tails quiz uh, from 8 o'clock. Everybody should get down there. We get down there at 7, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. That is the main thing that is happening tonight. I definitely will be there. I've got nothing else on. <laughs> no, what Jamie's referring to, and he's uh, going to wedge in a big... Because he's actually... What he's really admitting to is that I am best. And oh, yes. so, yes, that's, what, that's what's happening. That's what's happening there is that uh, tonight, uh, obviously, this was completely unnotable uh, beforehand, but tonight, now, I am on the Comedy Festival Showcase at uh, the Glenroy Auditorium, and that starts at 7.30, I believe. Um, so definitely go along to that one, because I am there and I am the most important. Yeah, Self-indulgent, as always. Yep, yep. That's, All right, no, I'm excited about that. That's a uh, oh, little result. No, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Gonna be, I'm going to be there like a big giggling... Uh, uh, schoolboy just going ah, famous people let's hope you're successful not successful comedians let's hope you're not the only one giggling yeah um, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah god you're such a DJ aren't you was, <laughs> what a segue <laughs> oh, anyway yes um, so uh, uh, yeah movies, movies. God, yes pull your, pull your head out Simon um, so let, well let's crack straight on with Mother which is uh, the new film by Darren Aronofsky, who previously done uh, Requiem for a Dream Great and um, uh, The Wrestler, and Black Swan, and uh, most recently Noah. Oh, I love The Wrestler. And Noah was terrible there. I well, okay, so let's let's um, let's touch on that first. Is uh, I'm kind of on and off with uh, Darren Aronofsky. I haven't seen all of his work, but uh, I liked The Wrestler. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I saw it at the cinema about what's that? Nine years ago, uh, with Mickey Rourke. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a good film. I really enjoyed that. Uh, other than that, uh, the only ones I've seen of his are The Fountain, which I thought was unbearably pretentious and I didn't like at all, and uh, Requiem for a Dream. And honestly, uh, what is the big deal with Requiem for a Dream? I don't get it. I just I've tried about three or four times with that movie, and I don't get it. Yeah. it's the most boring, annoying film. Oh, I loved that. Um, I think it's just the, the time and the age. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I can I can understand that. Um, but yeah, no, it does. That's one that people rave about and just does nothing for me, nothing for me at all. So I went into this one, being like, uh, you know, all right, we'll see how we go. And so, but I didn't. I went into it genuinely cold. Like I'd seen one teaser trailer. That was it. I hadn't read any reviews. I hadn't looked at anything other than that. Um, the thing that really piqued my interest was that it's been slapped with an R18 rating, which kind of made me go, oh, okay, because I think the last time I had an R18 film at the cinema was The Neon Demon last year. Um, which just, I think is a good thing. It just goes to show how difficult it is to get an R18 rating in this country, and uh, just goes to show that our certification board are not a bunch of uh, wusses. Um, and also that gives it a kind of like, you know, brilliant, some good old-fashioned filth. Let's have some fun. Um, so this stars uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem and Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, uh, the, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem play uh, an unnamed married couple who live in a house in the country, or, well, essentially the middle of nowhere. Uh, he's a writer, and she's uh, doing the house up in the meantime, getting the whole place decorated, rebuilt, and stuff like that. Uh, one night, a stranger, played by Ed Harris, appears on their doorstep, claiming to have been told that their place is a bed and breakfast. 
The husband invites the man to stay the night and uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character reluctantly agrees. Next thing we know, the stranger's wife has turned up the next day and they reveal themselves to be utterly awful house guests. Just, you know, impose themselves being really inappropriate sexually around the house and, um, uh, you know, asking... Him, you know, the, the Michelle Pfeiffer's character keeps asking Jennifer Lawrence these really uh, embarrassing questions, awkward questions about her love life and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then... But the husband is really, really forgiving of uh, of this, um, even though Jennifer Lawrence is, is clearly really unhappy about it. She doesn't want them there. She's, you know, she, she's very reluctant to have them around. She keeps questioning stuff, and you know, you can just tell she doesn't want them to be there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for her, more people start turning up, and then more people, and then more people, and then more people, and 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 more people, and, more people. and it eventually goes completely insane and it's been a very divisive film uh some people really like it some people really really hate it um it's a film that you the kind of film that comes along pretty much once in a generation you don't see much of this sort of stuff um it's very it's safe to say it's very metaphorical and it's very allegorical and what the hell it means i couldn't guess in a month of Sundays. Uh, it's, is it about womanhood? Is it about motherhood? Is it about religion? Is it about society? Is it an apology on the part of the writer-director for previous relationships? Is it a comment on female characters in movies? Is it... I mean, what the hell is it about? It starts off um, about... Um, uh, you know, it, it's a very much a domestic drama. And what's interesting about the film is I've read, um, just before I went to see this film, I was reading up on Darren Aronofsky and he said he was a big fan of the Dardenne brothers. Now, they've been mentioned here a couple of times. And they have a very specific style of working, which is they're always handheld and they always keep a very, very close um, uh, camera to their, to their actors. So most of their films is a close up of the actors. And that's very much the case here. Jennifer Lawrence's face is the thing you see most of all mm-hmm. in this film. The camera stays very close to her. And so you can see that influence uh, definitely uh, throughout the film, but certainly in the first hour where it's kind of more sober. It's, you know, all this awkward sort of uh, um, domestic uh, social awkwardness going on with these these awful people who've come to stay. Um, and then and there's, a, there's a weird thing going on with this crystal or this bit of glass that Javier Bardem keeps in his office that he's, you know, really dead set that no one should touch. Um, and it then goes the way and then increasingly it goes the way of something more like uh, Fellini like uh, uh, something like eight and a half some people have said Pasolini I don't really know Pasolini's work so I can't really comment on that but Federico Fellini it becomes people become symbols and metaphors for things I mean this really does climb the metaphorical diving board and dive straight off and uh, and for most of it I was thinking why is this an R18 rated film this is it's, it's I mean it's pretty out there but it's not anything that bad and then the last half hour there's just a few things things that happen and you go oh blimey okay that's why it's an r18 okay fair enough and i have to say i really liked it i know lots of people have hated it and i've on and off with darren Aroski. and if someone had told me it's very metaphorical it's very allegorical it's very meaningful and it's not really you know you're never quite sure what he means or that sort of stuff i would have gone all right i just don't think i can be really be bothered with that surprisingly i really went with it i was never bored i thought it was interesting it was different jennifer lawrence is fantastic in the role she really really gives her all to this one and she's doing a lot again she's doing a lot with a little you know she 
because a lot of it is her sort of internal frustration because the camera's staying so close to her you're reading so much in her face Javier Bardem's typically brilliant he's always good I mean there's um, you know he's able to turn from the loving father to this slightly terrifying figure Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer are really great as this terrible um, uh, just genuinely revolting couple um, who are like so many people you've met in real life that you just want to you just want to show the door to as soon as they come in mm-hmm. um, actually Michelle interestingly Michelle Pfeiffer said when she read the script she didn't understand the role but she just wanted to work with Aronofsky that's to say it never comes across like she doesn't know what she's doing she looks like she's in complete command she's doing the role in a way that only she could I mean you know if you like Michelle Pfeiffer you know what she can do she can really play a kind of you know difficult vamp character kind of in the way that sort of she did in LA Confidential and stuff like that and or, or Scarface and she does it really well here um, it's it's really um really quite arrestingly uh shot uh it's shot on 16 millimeter film blown up to 35 by matthew liberty who i think has worked with uh, aronofsky in the past um it never leaves the house i mean that's the thing it's a very claustrophobic film it, there's literally about four shots that are outside of the house mm-hmm. but it stays in the house the whole time um and it just yeah it was it was one of those insane films in which you could put a million interpretations into and if if you're not on board with it in about five minutes, you're not going to have a good time with it. It's one of those films I could see Nicholas Winding Refn make, who made, um, who made uh, Only God Forgives and The Neon Demon and stuff like that. Um, and I, yeah, surprisingly, I really liked it. I, it was well worth going to see. I'm glad I went to see it. Don't know if I'd watch it again, but I really liked it whilst I was watching it. All right. Um, but my but film of the week is uh, came completely out of the blue. I think this one showed at the film festival. Is mm-hmm, a date yeah. for Mad Mary, which is this wonderful little Irish film um, directed by Darren Thornton, adapted by uh, Darren Thornton and Colin Thornton from a play by Yasmin Akram, uh, a play of the same name, I believe. Um, and it tells the story of a girl, uh, Mad Mary, otherwise known as Mad uh, Mary, otherwise known as <laughs> otherwise known as Mad Mary. Uh, f- we first meet her. She's being released from prison. Uh, she's belligerent. She's stroppy. She's aggressive. She's difficult to get along with. Um, and but she's also, you know, she and uh, she's um, in so many words a good time girl um, who's obsessed with her best mate Charlene. I mean, there's this recurring voiceover where she's going over. Uh, she's telling you the things you need to know about Charlene, which turns out to be her wedding speech because it's Charlene's wedding coming up and Mary is the maid of honour and she's uh, I mean they've just been best mates since they were kids and Mary just can't wait for this all to happen Um, but it becomes increasingly clear that Charlene is has changed quite a bit. Mary's had her plus one taken away from her because she can't keep a fella, and her speech is being written for her uh, because it's assumed she'll say something inappropriate. And it becomes clear that um, Charlene is starting to see Mary as a burden. But we're all seeing this all through Mary's perspective. And I, the thing I liked about this was that it made no apologies for Mary. She, if you don't like Mary, that's tough. You know, she's just, you know, she is who she is and she's not an entirely likable character um you know she uh, she's she flies off the handle quite easily with anybody and everybody um but she's re- but she is she's one of those people she's honest in a good way she, you know she she uh, um if you get on a good side she's like your best mate um and the uh, the actress who plays her Shauna Kerslake is brilliant in the main role really brilliant really natural believable in every single way when she's being tender and when she's being tough as nails like there's a bit in a uh, in a 
club toilet where some girl's knocking on the door oh get out get out and then she just bursts out of the thing and just goes straight up to this girl like head to head mm-hmm. and you completely believe you know you, I've seen you see so many actors you know male or female who try to act tough and you just go yeah whatever you know you can do that but this is like oh okay no holds barred um, <clears throat> and what I um, I think the thing that really I really connected with it about was that it seemed to capture really well the confusion of being in your late 20s or being in your 20s nowadays you know as they say people are getting uh, married and having kids older this year and that means that kind of means you know as people said you know people in the 20s are kind of a arrested development thing and it means that sort of the confusion of being a teenager has kind of um has kind of morphed into the confusion of being a 20-something, and I kind of really identified with that. You know, um, someone um, uh, who's, you know, getting to getting towards 30, and um, as, you know, you see other people getting married and, and getting houses and proper jobs and all this sort of stuff, and I'm sort Sorry of here just going, yeah, and sort of here just going, yeah, I'm doing five minutes of this kind of showcase. <laughs> and nothing will come out of it, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, but it's... Um, uh, so I really connect to it. it. It had that thing of like Ghost World, which we've again we've mentioned before. Which you're yeah. a big fan of as well. Mm. And I think you would really like this one, A Date for Mad Mary. Um, it's because it. I, I I just like these sort of I love those sorts of loser characters. I can identify with people <laughs> who don't have all the answers. I can identify with people who are confused and don't get what's going on. I can identify with. I can't be. I, I think we said last week. You know, I can't be doing with ambitious people who sort of have all the answers I, I really liked Mary even though I would be she would hate me and I would be terrified to be around her I liked her a lot yeah. um, and all the actors across the board everyone in it is is, is brilliant pitch perfect that particularly um, what's, uh, Charlie Bailey who plays Charlene who does this fantastic case in identifiable snobbery uh, the, you know who, who just has that look on her face that's sort of saying trying to be nice I'm trying to be nice but you know would you please leave forever um, <laughs> and yeah I, I, it was just it just absolutely worked for me I saw it twice in the same day put it this way I saw it twice in the wow. same day because I went I was reviewing a bunch of films I saw this one really loved it and I was going to see a film with my mate Hannah and I said to her right change plan we're going to see a date for Mad Mary because you will love it and she did and it was great and I really really had a good time in the cinema with it so that's film of the week possibly one of my films of the year ooh yeah, ooh, yeah look at I that. really liked it really oh, liked it and wow. it's good to see that you know in the last few years there has been a boom in Irish Irish cinema and there's been some really great stuff coming out of that you think of people like well the McDonough brothers John Michael McDonough and Martin McDonough who've been doing In Bruges and Calvary and all that sort of stuff I mean yeah. they're Londoners but they're very much you know all about Ireland you've got someone like Lenny Abrahamson who's done you know Frank and What Richard Did and then Room a couple oh, of years Frank. ago yeah um, Frank is awesome I still though. haven't seen Frank I want oh, to see that so I good. really want to see that because um, I read the book on which it's based, uh, yeah. yeah, and that's uh, that was terrific. So um, yeah, yeah, uh, d- that is definitely if you're going to. And I still haven't seen Spookers. I wanted to see it at the film festival. I didn't see it. I haven't managed to see it this week. I will check out Spookers because I so want to see that. It's a local homegrown Kiwi film by Florian Habicht, who did Kaikohi Demolition and the Pulp documentary. Yeah. And I seen the trailer. It looks great. So I'm going to see that. And uh, yes, um, but film of the week, date for Mad Mary. No All questions right. asked. Go to both. In other words, yeah, I would say go to both. I mean, a lot of people are not going to like Mother, but uh, if you want to see something, if if you're of the kind of mindset you want to see something absolutely nuts, go and see Mother. Everyone should go and see a date for Mad Mary. All right, brilliant. Thank you so much for that, Dan. Little Simon, I was about to call you Daniel for some reason. I uh, see you again next week. I man. come in every week. He pretends he knows me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey. 
You know me, I don't know you. Yeah. Uh, here's Jules with Empty Embrace.